life is not supposed to to be disconnected right we we are there to be in trust and to be connected and to feel joy and happiness and i would not wait too long with that right so if there is something there's always something we can do right small adjustments big adjustments it always depends on the situation right but there's always something we can do so do not accept that life is suffering or life is pain no there's always a way hello everyone and welcome to the being inspired radio show my name is amanda johnson your host and i am really excited to have our guest with me today. This is a woman who I have had the pleasure of knowing uh, in one way or other or the other for the past, gosh, nine, eight, nine months now. And uh, she and I have connected on many levels in many different ways. And what I can say about her, though I have not yet met her in person, is that her energy is palpable. It is, um, she literally feels a light with energy. There's this this lightness, this um, brightness to her her whole being, and and I know you will sense that. You will pick up on that through our conversation today. And like all conversations, I trust that what is meant to be shared, said, explored will be. And the greatest thing about that is that you listening are listening for a reason. There is something that is going to be said or shared in our conversation today that you need to hear. That's why you were called to listen in the first place. So today with us, I am very excited to um, invite Sunny Jew to the show. Sunny is a suicide survivor who suffered from depression and chronic pain for many years and was disconnected from her body. Even though she was a high performer in international management consultancy, she felt empty and hopeless inside. Sunny hit a healing plateau with conventional medicine and searched for alternative healing. And during her first de-armoring workshop, she finally experienced a breakthrough. A major release came in the form of an intense outburst of emotional and physical pain. A lifetime of suppressed fear, anger, and grief dissolved into spaciousness and inner peace. Today, Sunny feels alive, joyful, and connected with her body. That is the energy, by the way, I was speaking about. She is fully dedicated to working with people to find their greatest resources and experience more aliveness and connection with themselves, others, and nature. Driven by a longing and passion for healing, Sunny has been traveling the world for many years to study with spiritual teachers and masters from different lineages and schools, including bodywork, de-armoring, sacred sexuality, breathwork, tantra, yoga, meditation, sound healing, and coaching. A session or retreat with Sunny is more than bodywork or breathwork or coaching. It's a dynamic and empowering journey where participants are touched on all layers to experience deep relaxation, expansion, and integration. And with that, Sunny, I welcome you to the show. Oh, Amanda, thank you for having me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hello, dear one. We are in for a treat, as are each and every listener out there. So today, as always, I open our container, this sacred space, with a simple, not always easy question. 
Yet I feel it is a very important question for all of us to feel into at some point on our journey. And so, Sunny, the question I want to open our conversation with today is, why do you do what you do? Oh, yes. Thank you for this question. It's a good one. (laughs) I do what I do because um, it's my biggest passion. And it has been simply my own journey through many, many years. And I'm just sharing this healing journey. So it was all coming in a very, well, natural flow. And um, in an organic growth, it's... uh, yeah it's it's so there's so much beauty in in seeing how much um, easier I can make it for people right because when I was in the situation that I was depressed and suicidal or having chronic pain I wished I would have met someone like me really someone who has experienced different things and could give me some shortcuts to to, to not have so many years of suffering, right? So, um, yeah, I'm sharing really from this space of wishing transformation and wishing to support people with healing and be in their bodies and have more joy in life. I love that answer. And I love that it comes from this, of course, this deep desire for supporting others, of course, um, so that service, that service mindset, and equally, what I love about this, and, and I trust you won't take offense, I know you won't, because there's actually nothing, in my opinion, negative about this word, but there's also this selfish, um, there's selflessness in that you want to support others, and this selfishness in, I wish I had had this, right? So there's this beautiful yeah. duality there, and, and to me, I think everything we do Um, really comes from both. I I know that's true for me. And so I love that. Let's, let's give our listeners a little bit more of a, a, a picture of what is it that you do? So, you know, you're, of course, you've been through this journey of deep depression, and now you are reconnected with your body. So we talked about why you do what you do, you to, to, to perhaps shortcut some of the suffering or to get people into this state of joy and aliveness that you are now experiencing more, um, more deeply. And so what is it that you are doing and, and what has this journey looked like for you? Um, what is it what I'm doing? Mm, I wish I would have one sentence answer. <laughs> It would be a very short podcast if you did. So I'm glad you have more than one sentence. <laughs> yeah, so I would describe, I mean, the answer, I, I, I've been asked this, this question quite often and the answer is always different because there are so many different angles to look at what I'm doing. And I think it's good to say that Whatever I do, I look at the whole picture. So I am really working and sharing from a holistic approach. That means that my passion is everything around the body. So how can we live in a healthy body? How can we be connected to our body? Um, 
and how can we have healthy relationships how can we feel fully alive and um, there are so many um, ways to access that so there is body work there is breath work um, there is looking at conditioning and behaviors um, there is sound healing working with vibrations so um, yeah, I'm like a like a transformational guide, I would say, um, who can help support you to land and ground in your body and feel everything, uh, welcome all your feelings, learn how to use your emotions and not being used by them or having no control or having to suppress them and live a life which is really more of a liberated life right if i can be really fully in my body and i can own my emotions and i can take responsibility for my actions and also if i if i fail with things and i do things wrong to uh, not to judge myself endlessly and to go through a cycle of looking at it and repair relationships staying in it and together so that's my passion. <laughs> oh, yeah. there's a, so there's a few things. First of all, there's no coincidence, uh, in my opinion, that you and, and my last guest uh, both are speaking to this, the importance of being in the body. And um, I know at least in my life, uh, messages, information uh, starts coming at me more rapidly and more close, um, closer together in in a timeline when it's really something that I'm either ready for or moving into or really needing. And I want to acknowledge that because I know I am a reflection of all of my listeners out there in one way or another. And so this may be true for you listening that you may be getting a lot of messages right now about being more connected to your body. And I would encourage you and invite you to pay attention to that. And of course, this conversation with Sunny might be exactly what you need to go into that deeper level of exploration. Sunny, something you said, though, really stood out to me. And I want to go in that direction. There's many ways, directions we could go right now. But what really struck me was when you talked about feeling all of your emotions, um, because of course the emotion, emotions are in our body, right? We experience them in our bodies if we allow, allow ourselves to. Um, but this thing about being, um, it, feeling all of the emotions, using our emotions and not letting our emotions use us or control us. And I'm, I would love to explore that with you. Uh, either, you know, talking just more about that as a concept, like why that's important, and also a bit more of, you know, how, how, what does that look like? What does it look like to feel but not be ruled by or controlled by our emotions? Yeah, um, that's a, uh, it's one of my favorite topics <laughs> to talk about. <laughs> Um, so in my own healing journey, I was uh, I was coming from very conventional um, methods, right? So I was going through trauma therapy, behavioral therapy, and there was one major key. What I have learned, what I is really engraved in my body, and that is that emotions come and they go. 
it means that I'm having an inner picture, an inner vision of, of waves, right? The wave comes, it builds up really, really high, and it will go down again. So coming into a space of acceptance that in whichever state we are in that moment, it will not last forever. This inner wisdom and knowledge in times of deepest desperation and depression has literally saved my life because I really learned that I don't know how, but I have to keep on breathing. So just from one breath to the next and it will go. It will, something else will come. And um, that was my key in, in really dark times. And thanks God, times are not always only dark. So there's a whole range of emotions we are having. And let me take uh, one as an example to explain the concept I believe in of um, not being controlled by emotions. And one of these emotions is anger. Um, in my conditioning, in my upbringing, I learned that it is not okay to be angry. And the anger which I've experienced um, in other people uh, in this time was when people lost control and anger turned into really, really destroying force. And that happens when we are suppressing anger in the moment when it's really related to that moment and situations and maybe people, and we push it into our body, we don't come up. It's not okay to be angry. So if I am angry, then I'm a, I'm a bitch, right? <laughs> if a man is angry, then he's an aggressor and violent. So we, we are not allowed to do that. That means that this anger, which sums up in the body, it's being stored, it will come out in some point. And usually it comes out in moments when we are surrounded by our beloved ones and it hits the innocent people. And these are usually our beloved ones. Means if we don't find a way to vent out our anger in a healthy and functional way, it will explode and we will cause collateral damage to our relationships. And I really know what I'm talking about because I've been doing that for decades. Mm. And um, it's that is really, really sad because um, we can use anger um, in, a, in a very beautiful way. Hey, it's actually when we can control when it comes out, it can be something very, very cleansing and making me feel really alive. So what I'm, for example, having is, uh, I call it my, my anger practice, my, not necessarily daily, <laughs> but uh, it is definitely there. So let's assume there is a situation when I'm getting really, really angry, but I can't let it out in that moment. So um, I will go home and I have a magic tool, I call it. Uh, it's, it's a pool noodle. I don't, do you know what a pool noodle is? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
So I take my pool noodle, my sacred pool noodle, by the way, (laughs) I take my my five minutes and I really tune into this situation, which caused a lot of anger. And I take my pool noodle and I'm freaking out with this pool noodle. So I'm, I'm... smashing it against my bed or and I'm screaming and I'm really politically absolutely not correct I'm using words which would create a lot of beeps in this radio show and it's so good I'm so personal right I'm like oh you beep 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 and what I'm actually doing there is I'm using breath sound and movement to release an emotion because for anger it's usually in a way that my boundaries have been violated in some ways or another so i do that for two minutes and i mean wow i feel like i am so alive my eyes are shining my blood is running through my veins i'm like oh so in my body after i have done that i can address this and i can go to that person and say listen what happened in that situation has made me feel like and i can explain it from the point of view of my body without going into a cycle of you have been doing this to me i am blaming you and coming into a state of victim and coming into blaming and projecting cycle. That means I'm speaking from a relaxed nervous system to another person, and that creates a completely different receptivity for what I want to address. So I will be received in a different, on a different level, and this is just a beautiful foundation to solve everything. That means that I took care of my emotion because that my boundaries have been violated is not necessarily the fault of the other person, right? Because it's based on my history, my story, what happened to me in the past. Some people have a higher tolerance, some have a lower, but uh, the key is I've been taking, uh, I have taken care of my anger and I can go relaxed into conversation. This is how I can use my anger. I use it to clean up my system from inside, right? Doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. And I'm, first of all, loving the, the image. I'm also really loving the invitation for each of us. It's not a practice I have done regularly. Uh, I have done at times here and there, but I can, I hearing you express this, it's reminding me of the value and the importance and, and a story or an image is also coming up. I believe it was, um, I, I mean, this is just known information, but I think I heard of it through Eckhart Tolle. You know, he would talk about ducks um, or any really any animal. I mean, you could see it in dogs too, but one example would be a duck. And if you watch two ducks get in a squabble of some sort, right? If they start fighting, they'll, they'll fight, 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 and then they'll swim away and they'll flap their wings really, 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 really big, right? And they'll just kind of get all the energy out and then they'll float on their merry way. And I feel it's a similar... Like animals and nature know how to release this energy from their bodies. And I think as humans, to your point, we have been conditioned and programmed that it's not okay or it's not safe to do that. And so we suppress it. So I love your, I love your example. I love your invitation and, and the, the example of what healthy 
releasing looks like? How can it be healthy and functional versus, or, and, and um, constructive versus destructive? And I, I love that. And I would love to go a little bit further into this idea of the, what, well, the question that's coming up for me as you're talking is, um, and maybe it's because I'm, I'm somewhat aware, but I'd also be curious if there's, of course, more information I need to learn on this. Also for listeners who may or may not fully understand or know, how does one, how does one know whether or not they are disconnected from their body? Like, what does that feel like? What does that look like? How did, like, how do you know that you were disconnected from your body? And then also, how do you know when other people are? to give us a sense of where we are on this spectrum. Yeah. So there are, again, different, uh, different angles to look at it. Um, the body is speaking in different ways and without words. <laughs> so uh, I'm a body worker. So um, what I am doing is I am reading bodies. That means I look at the structure of a body and I can see within the structure where the tension sits or the stagnant energy or the blockage. And then depending on the area where it sits, let's, let's say it sits in the, in the area of the belly, for example, um, there's a whole teaching around which body parts are connected to which emotions, right? So in the belly area, there's the psoas muscle. And we need this muscle um, for fight or flight reaction. It means if a tiger comes and there's an actual danger, we need to run away and we need this muscle. At the same time, this muscle is moving our hips and it's moving our hips into orgasm. That means if I have a psoas muscle, which is too tense or too relaxed, uh, which is another way uh, how it can be, so not in balance, um, I might not be able to experience full pleasure through orgasms. And I might be um, dealing with a lot of fear in my life, a lot of anxiety, a lot of tension, right? So that's one way to look at the body structure. And um, another way is to listen to what someone is saying. So if I do not feel the full range of emotions, and I've just had someone, um, I'm, I've been having a conversation with yesterday, and he said, well, I don't feel so much. You know, it's, I'm like more or less relaxed. I'm never angry, and I'm also not sad. And um, that's, for me, that's a sign that there is a suppression and the suppression does not have to be conscious, right? It's just that um, if we have this full range of emotions and we cut out the highs and we cut out the lows, we are in a kind of middle. But that's a little bit like watching black and white TV instead of watching colored uh, TV. And um, that's another indicator that uh, someone is not in the body. So if they don't feel or if they have areas of the body where they have pain and had a lot of treatment, but the pain is just not uh, going away, is coming back and back, no matter how often they go to physiotherapy, for example, 
or if someone feels numb, like not, for example, not connected to sexuality or to their yeah full expression of pleasure, right? They're like women or men who cannot really orgasm with full pleasure. So all these are signs that someone is uh, disconnected from from the body. Beautiful. That's yeah. That's so insightful, and and I think again, even for me, absolutely, still picking up on those areas where. Um, more connection is is being invited for me because there's certainly places like that that I can relate to and resonate with. My next question here that's coming up, it was like so immediate. I wanted to, you know, you, uh, what I love about what you do and how you offer what you do, because you're right, it's, you offer so many different, um, you can you can approach this from so many different angles. You're so well educated and well versed, and there's this consistency, right? There's this through line. There is this um, cohesiveness with what you do, and I love that you you invite your your participants, your clients, you know, these people you work with to to go on a journey with you. And I'm curious if you can speak to that as well as a little bit of your own journey, because what I'm really curious about in most of these conversations is, you know, the, the transformation that has occurred in your life, um, which is what you are offering others, right? So it's like, what was it like to be sunny? Uh, and not that you have to dwell in that, but just like, can you paint that picture for us of, you know, where were you before that maybe some people listening can really relate to or identify with? And, and what transformation has occurred and, and why, um, you know, why would you just be so passionate about inviting others into this same journey you've gone on? Yeah. Oh, where was I before? Um, from the outside, I had the perfect life. <laughs> so I was a manager or director in international management consultancy. I was uh, traveling internationally all the time. I had my business class flight tickets and my first class train rides. I had a really fast uh, computer. I had a big car, lots of money big roles, great promotions, and I was a high potential. So what is like, give me something no one can solve. I'm going to take care of it. So my whole approach was I was highly efficient and I there was nothing which could really stop me, right? So I was totally in my fighting mode also. <laughs> like there's no solution. No, that was not part of my world. That's that's not possible. <laughs> I was just pushing things through with a lot of violence without understanding that there's a lot of violence in working 70 or 80 hours a week. And uh, I just had this, you know, really strong, strong performance and goal orientation. And um, I was drinking a lot in my last uh, years uh, of, of uh, maybe the last two years or something um, in my job. So I, I used alcohol to decompensate because my nervous system was so shaky of being on alert all the time. So I was working under a lot of fear. So I was so high in my performance that I always thought if I don't do more, they will get me. 
it will be not enough. So I was actually driven by fear all the time. That means the nervous system is shaking. And to sleep, I was usually drinking um, a bottle of red wine because that was something how I could numb out my system. And that's something which I um, I know from many friends who were at that time in that area um, of, of life and of performance, right? So we were high performers and we were trying to balance that in any way. And I had a relationship and in my relationship, um, I used to be married um, and then I had two long relationships each six years, which were like the last really significant experiences. And in both relationships, I experienced the same cycles of we were fighting against each other. So there was a sense of competition. There was also a sense of team so we can rock it together. But um, there was a lot of blaming a lot of victimhood, a lot of not being available. One was needy, one was not available. And there was, I was missing this um, effortlessness. So there has been a lot of drama. Looking at my friends' uh, circles, um, well, I mean, how much time you have for connecting with people. So I woke up one morning um, and I was somewhere in a hotel and um I had a panic attack right away. So I completely lost orientation. I had no idea in which country I am, which client, uh, what am I doing there, which project. So I, I completely lost orientation. And that was the moment when I understood this is enough. I can't do this anymore. And I, I really felt that this is all completely senseless what I am doing. I am not interested in financial consolidation or planning. I'm not interested if a big company does their financial close with uh, two days faster, which for them is millions and millions of dollars. But for me, it really doesn't matter. Um, and I was just so tired of all this pressure and this fighting and trying to be how I am supposed to be, right? Because there was a lot of that. How much joy did I really allow myself? When have I been really laughing really deeply the last time? So when I looked back, I, I found a lot of suffering and not so much happiness, and life can be really joyful, like almost all the time, actually. <laughs> I just didn't know because this suffering, this state of suffering was the only thing I knew because I am German and I feel that part of my conditioning um, was that um, I have to go through it, you know, because we have been building up the country after the war so we can take more, we can do it. Huh? And um, <laughs> I, d I decided to, um, to, so I finished the project I was at. I was actually in New York <laughs> mm -hmm. and I finished the project and I flew back and I went to the office, packed my stuff and called in sick and I never came back there. Right? Um, I didn't know at that time that I would never come back, but I knew I need a break and I need to do something different because these loops of almost burnout then, job, having a nice vacation of one or two months in between, go for backpacking, traveling the world, relax, no watch, no cell phone, nothing. 
coming back and again going through the same cycle. So I was more and more and more drained, right? So I knew there has to be something completely different. I need a reset for my whole system. I just can't, I can't do it anymore. This cannot be it. And I was looking around me and I've, when I, there is this way of you need to get married and you have your children, then you, you have a house and you maybe you paint your garden fence and wash your car on Saturdays and you, you are looking forward to the next promotion and job and then you have paid the rates for your house and then la, la, la. So it seemed like everything was planned through until I die. There was no flow in life. I was doing everything, every activity I did, I did only with my Microsoft Outlook calendar. So like, <laughs> like no statement about my time without my calendar. So how can I breathe this idea of what do I really want? I never had that idea. I was always doing everything from a perspective of being highly functional. Right? So I ended up studying something what I'm not interested in, actually, which I know is the same for many people. I ended up in a life where my relationships were not fulfilling, uh, conversations were boring, not nourishing. <laughs> this is like a, yeah, really a lot of suffering. I just have to come back to the suffering. It's this. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and thank goodness that that is now in the past. And I think it's so incredible when we, um, and not that, it, you know, to be human on some level means suffering, but we don't have to belabor it the way um, so many of us do in our lives. And let's, let's now come to this other side of the coin, which, um, or the other, you know, closing out the circle of this journey, this, you know, heroin yeah. journey you went on. So what is life now? You know, what is it? What's your experience now? One of my, uh, one of my key moments, I think, was when I, I sat down, I had a therapist at that time. And I was uh, looking at all areas in my life. So there was my social life, my job, my living situation, my love relationship, my hobbies. So many, many uh, little circles. And I looked at it and it was not looking good. <laughs> and I then started to define for each area and that's a very rational approach actually but i started to define for each area what i really want right so sexuality i want to have a fulfilled sexuality and i want to have more pleasure and i don't want to think of anyone else i really want to be in a space of receiving and have orgasms and have pleasure and let that go through the ceiling like oh unlimited amount with the full body <laughs> that's how i found tantra for example right so just coming from this what do i want and um i did for some areas i i just didn't know i only knew i don't want this anymore and it was a part of the journey <laughs> And I gave one promise to myself at that time. And I said, I will not do any decision which is based on pure rationality anymore. Means my life now is really completely guided by my intuition. 
So every answer to any question I am having, and that goes from what am I eating now to when do I book my flight and where does my flight ticket, uh, so where does my flight go to, these answers are coming from my gut feeling, my intuition, and I find the answers inside of my body. So it's a completely different approach, which makes actually flight tickets kind of expensive. <laughs> because uh, if there is no answer, then I cannot make the decision yet. And uh, that's sometimes, um, yeah, not so easy because the mind wants to do. Yeah. So there is not so much doing. There is a lot of being in my life. And I would say that I have beautiful, really, really deep and very healthy relationships. Um, I am living really my purpose. So I love what I do. I absolutely love what I do. I love every single moment of it. And I feel like I'm in my purpose, right? And it's changing all the time. So there's a, a really big flow. Um, I live half of my time in Europe and half of my time in Asia at the moment. I've been going back and forth now for several years. Didn't have a home for a long time because I decided that um, it, it was not needed at that time. And now I'm coming more to a space of a little bit settling and uh, wanting to create two or three bases. I have a base in Berlin now, which is like a little nest. And um, I just love to have this factor of unknown in my life, right? So sometimes it's a bit scary, but it makes it really a journey. It creates a lot of space where I can say, yes, I'm in the flow now. I can do what I feel. I can do what I want. So there's a lot of spaciousness in my life. And I really feel my body. I am pain-free. Um, I am not drinking anything, so no alcohol at all. I'm completely sober. I don't need any antidepressants. I... I just eat whatever my body wants to. So I, I lost a lot of weight. So my, my whole being is in a balance. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that I only have these happy feelings. Huh? There are days when I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> I need to breathe. That's a big challenge. And at the same time, I have so many tools. So where I know, yeah, I can accept it. If I, if I am sad, I can just be with it. I can give my space to, to be sad. I can, I can cry and I can just be with it, right? So I have this balance of giving myself the space to be with whatever is. Mm. And um, sometimes there's life is happening, like, uh, you know, it's like reality is there. So I cannot have a, a big uh, anger release when I'm somewhere in a supermarket. But I know that I'll just keep it for a little while and then I give my sp myself space for it. Yeah, that's, um, yeah. Mm. Is that a good description? It's oh, kind gorgeous of gorgeous description. <laughs> <laughs> those of those listening who go, mm -hmm, I want that. Well, uh, what I invite you all to to remember is that it is possible. It is possible. That's why I have these conversations because 
it may look different in your life. It may come about differently in your life. And the reality is it is possible for every single one of us. It's whether or not we are open to that. Are we open to the spaciousness and the unknown? For me, it often starts with that. Am I willing, like Sunny did, to call in sick one day and not know if she was going to return to work? That's the unknown, right? So are we willing to lean into that, to create this spaciousness, to create this opportunity to experience all of it from a much more balanced perspective. So Sunny, that was a gorgeous description. I'm excited. Um, I'm inspired by it. And I, I know that those listening are as well. And what I'd love to do is before we close out with a few questions and with where people can find you and know what you're up to, because I imagine if you just listened to Sunny and you feel a resonance with her, there is an opportunity, an invitation to work with her, to, to experience what she experiences and offers firsthand. And we'll, we'll make sure you know all about that. Um, but before we get to that, Sunny, I just want to ask, is there anything else that is, is coming up for you that you really wanted to share um, that maybe we didn't get to touch on yet? Yes, um, there is something about... Um gratitude so what i really what was really a key for me is to understand that life is not endless and we have this beautiful body we received it as a gift so we are allowed to move through this life and i know from so many people who said like yeah when i'm retired then i'm doing these things and then i'm doing that and oh it happens to so many that um, they get retired and then something happens and they are not going to experience what they wanted because the body is giving up right the health is not good enough or whatever happens and if someone if you are not happy in your life take a moment take a deep breath and look at it and come back to this feeling of living a life and this is a gift so how can i use this gift how can i not waste it how can i appreciate it how can i be in connection because um life is not supposed to to be disconnected right we we are there to be in trust and to be connected and to feel joy and happiness and I would not wait too long with that, right? So if there is something, there's always something we can do, right? Small adjustments, big adjustments. It always depends on the situation, right? But there's always something we can do. So do not accept that life is suffering or life is pain. No, there's always a way. Mm. Absolutely beautiful. Ah, life is a gift. I needed to hear that. Um, Yeah, can we receive the gift? Oh my goodness. Thank you for that, Sunny. So for all of you who are listening and going, oh, she's talking to me, then pay attention to the last few minutes because you're going to want to know how to connect with Sunny, how to find her, how to experience what she offers. Um, And then of course, you know, go on your own path and your own journey and, and see what else emerges. So 
as we conclude, there are three questions I like to ask each of my guests. These are whatever comes up in the moment you can share, top of mind, if you will. Um, but this is what is inspiring to you. So the first question, Sunny, who is a source of inspiration for you and why? Oh. Wow. A source of inspiration for me is definitely Osho. So through his meditations, I have experienced a lot, a lot of liberation and a lot of happiness and a lot of being with emotions. Yeah. Mm. So he's one of my masters, even if he's not in his body anymore but that's a that's a big one <laughs> mm, beautiful yeah beautiful second question what place or activity most inspires you right now <laughs> what place or activity <laughs> sex I is totally to on the table by the way if you <laughs> At the moment, I'm really inspired by myself, I have to say that, and how I am surrendering to, to life because I've been, um, I am transforming all the time. And I've, I've had a year of uh, being more going inwards and I have the first time in my life really now this feeling that I want to connect with groups of people, which is very uncommon for me. Um, and it's so inspiring to live here in Kopangan in a conscious community where there are so many people who dedicate their life and their time to healing and living in a conscious way, right? So it's, it's so beautiful to be on this journey together and see how we are amplifying each other's processes all the time. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, I love that answer. Oh my goodness. And our third question is, what is a book that has inspired you on your journey that you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh my God. I've been reading like maybe five books a week since I was five years old. <laughs> I learned reading before I came to school because I just had to know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is no there is no particular book that comes up for me now so at the moment I'm reading about the nervous system and the polyvagal theory <laughs> <laughs> so I'm having phases where I get totally into something and um, that's my passion at the moment and 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 the inspiration is really changing on where where I'm at in the moment. So I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not able to give you a simple answer to this question. <laughs> it, it is, it's often the most challenging question I ask, actually. It's so interesting. You're not, you're not the only one. So yeah, and, and I'm not cheating. So I, I should have, I, I should have maybe informed myself better to know which questions you are asking, but I'm like, uh, I coming here like a very innocent person and 
have no that's, idea what's happening. That's that's my my actually it's my preference. Um, I, I there's a reason I don't say these are the questions I'll be asking because I love to hear what comes up in the moment, even if it's wow there isn't one coming to mind. That is exactly what needed to be said. So um, yes, I enjoy reading about the nervous system. That sounds painfully boring to me, but I love that it's inspiring you. <laughs> oh, Sunny. So what's most important at this point, I mean, those were beautiful answers. Um, and so honest, of course, that's my other favorite part is that these are, it's an opportunity to be honest and authentic in the moment. And now, of course, for those listening, Let's be sure they know where to find you and how to connect with you either online and in person because you have a retreat coming up. So let's be sure they know about all of that. Where can they find you? And tell us a little bit about your, your, most, um, your next retreat. Yes. So um, you can connect with me through coming as a participant to one of my retreats or book me for a transformational coaching session or um, have individual sessions with me, which would mean uh, body work or breath work, for example, that, but that would need a uh, physical, <laughs> let's say we should need, be in the same dimension, <laughs> same country. Um, the next retreat, which is coming up is a de-armoring retreat in the North Bay. And in this retreat, it's uh, six days from January 29th to February 4, we will uh, melt away the layers of protection we have been building up through trauma, tension, suppression of emotions. And we really open up the body and we have this, uh, this desire, this longing to feel fully alive. And we'll be also working with sexuality and without touching any genitals, by the way. So we'll be opening up the body and have the energy flowing. We have a lot of, we have an ecstatic dance there. We have sound healing. We will work with vibrations, so with tuning forks on the bodies. We have meditations. We have yoga. We have um, Balinese temple uh, purification ceremony, a fire ceremony. So it's, it's a very, very beautiful. And it is body work. So you learn how to release uh, armor, the layers of protection, and you also learn a lot of self-practices. Yeah. Right? So how to be in life and how to not put the armor back in. So it's highly transformational and really nourishing, beautiful retreat. That's the next one. And then there's a series of the arming retreats coming up in Europe. So uh, we have like five dates already confirmed and then there's more coming. Amazing. Wow. I mean, and whew, I, I can feel the power of the retreat already. Um, we'll be sure for those listening, you can get to Sunny's website in the show notes. You can go to her name, sunnyjew.com um, to learn more. And of course, there will be just other ways of connecting with her. Be sure to reach out, find her. Uh, if anything she said resonated, if you feel the urge or the calling to Bali, this may be your chance. So, um, of course, if depending on when you're listening to this, this may have already passed, but there will be more coming, as she said. So find her either way. Whenever you are listening to this message, it is for you. I want to thank 
each and every one of you for listening. Sunny, I want to thank you for your light in the world, for your um, mm -hmm. journey of transformation that you have gone on so that you can take others on that journey as well. And thank you for sharing all of that with us here today in this space. Uh, thank you, Amanda. And thank you so much for having me. That was really a pleasure. <laughs> uh, so beautiful. Everyone out there, thank you for tuning in. Be sure if you haven't already to subscribe to the show so that you are notified of more of these inspiring and transformational conversations. Like it, share it with a friend and help us spread this, this, these words of inspiration, these messages of what life can be like. It does not need to be full of pain and suffering. It can be all of it, including the joy and the pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, many blessings.